Welcome back to the Fools on Stools podcast. Thank you, Tyler, for that beautiful harmonica entry once again. Uh, I can never get enough of that. That was just great. Um, uh, thank you for coming back for hour two. Uh, but this time we got a little bit of a, I don't mind going to say a special guest. I think he's been here once or twice before, but uh, our dear co-star Anthony Council is back with us. Anthony, um, thank you for joining us this late at night. You know, you know, I had to come on, you know, my, my, my boys were, were doing good and, you know, I just had to bring a little bit of a, of a pizzazz, you know, here. Cause you know, I heard Tyler's got some, some hot takes, especially with his uh, LA Dodgers, you know, just killing the game in baseball, but you know, you gotta look out for those Mets and you know, the, the ATL, you know, hot Lanta, you know, <laughs> creeping up on y'all, especially on them Dodgers, you know, T, you know, <laughs> I've been looking at the standings for the National League now. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking. You better watch out, Tyler. I'm trying to tell you. You better watch out. They're not catching them. Hey, hey. You never well, know. Let's uh, let's leave it up to Cullen to tell us, because, uh, Cullen, you got a pretty tasty list for uh, for your Cullen's Corner. So without any further ado, Cullen, take it away. Thank you, Kevin. And as always, you know, got to start off the, the uh, corner with a good old list. And since we're talking baseball today, I kind of want to do an updated ranking of my World Series favorites. Of course, in my opinion, open to discussion, as we all know, I'm going to run through them quickly. I want to get your guys' opinion on it. Uh, not going to take too long in running through the order. But at number five, I do have the Atlanta Braves. Um, the Braves, obviously, the defending champs. Ronald Acuna is back in swing, ready for All-Star Weekend. They are hot right now. I still don't think they're either quite at the Mets level personally, but Tyler did have some good points to open up our one. I don't think right now five is really solid for the Braves. It could move up higher. They definitely got the potential, obviously, but we'll just have to wait and see. At number four, it's going to be a little bit of a controversial one. I have the Houston Astros. They have dominated the AL West from the jump. They are one of the more complete teams in baseball. Jordan Alvarez is insane, <laughs> just unbelievable. Uh, he is sidelined until the all-star break. So I want to see what he looks like when he comes back and they are a really complete team. Two through four is really debatable, but the Astros, I cannot deny their success throughout this entire year. I'm going to be very keeping an eye on them come postseason time. But for right now, I have them fourth at number three. I do have the New York Mets. Very interesting team. I think with the fact that DeGrom still hasn't even taken the field yet in 2022, as Tyler mentioned, I think that's going to give them a really big boost. And sometimes when you just have that guy that's in your bullpen that you're just waiting to throw out and who's arguably one of the best players in baseball, I think that can be a really big boost to any team whenever he does look to return. And I don't think the Mets have unlocked their full potential yet. I still think they could be a really serious contender for late in October. At number two, I got the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers, listen, on paper, they could easily be um, World Series champions. And at times, they look like the best team in baseball. But right now, they're sitting at number two because I don't think there's really too much argument here. It's the New York Yankees at number one. The Yankees have run away with the MLB's best record. Uh, they lead the majors in home runs, OPS, runs scored, while it's pitching staff rate second in team ERA. They're amazing, and I don't even know if they're potentially going to maybe add somebody else to the trade deadline. So that is my top five at this current moment of who I think are the World Series contenders, obviously subject to change. 
But boys, what y'all think of my list? Uh, I like your list. I personally would move the Astros up a little more. Um, I think Yankees Dodgers being one and two, I think you nailed it right on the head. The Yankees are just far and away right now, the best team in the best division and uh, the best league in baseball. Um, but the Astros are putting up win totals. They're matching the Dodgers right now. Um, not that they're playing in an easy division, but uh, they have it a little bit easier than the other two teams. But I, I think I, I put the Mets at four and the Braves at five. Um, but I think Yankees, Dodgers, Astros would be my top three. Yeah, it's pretty good uh, approval rating for a baseball experts. So I'll take it. Anthony, Kevin, you guys want to jump in here? I mean, I, I, I agree with your list. It seems like you basically have the same top five as the MLB power rankings anyway, just kind of uh, in your own little order. Um, I mean, it's kind of like a, what I said before. You know, the Yankees are hot, and it just depends on what team's going to come out of the all-star break and, you know, full swing, who's going to, you know, what team, if any, is going to take a step back and what team's going to take a step up and do better. So we'll see what happens. But I like the list. Anthony, you got anything? It, it all depends on how the Yankees do in the postseason because we all know how the Yankees like to do in the postseason. They like to C-H-O-K-E, choke, all the time. I don't care what sock you have them playing, whether it's a red sock or a white sock, they always figure out a way to choke. And like I said in the beginning of this post, of, of not the postseason, of the preseason, the Yankees are going to be fine. I'm not worried about the regular season. The regular season, they're going to be fine, right? It's the postseason that I'm worried about. Because the past three or four years, the Yankees have always choked in the postseason. For some reason, they forget how to play baseball. And it's like, oh, I don't know how to swing, catch, play defense, nothing. And some way, somehow, one or the other, one of their star players just has a brain fart. And it just happens time and time again, over and over. So I think the Yankees are going to be fine. I love the list, by the way. I think the Yankees are going to be fine the rest of the regular season. Look out for the Dodgers. Um, it kind of hurts to say that sometimes a little bit. Um, look out for Atlanta, obviously. But whoever goes up against the Yankees in the postseason, Lord help them. Because <laughs> right. who knows what's going to happen with them. Right. No, that's a great point, Anthony. Because, uh, yeah. Last World Series, I believe, was an 9 for the Yankees that they won. Mm -hmm. um, definitely something that they're going to look to overcome. Although, according to Brian Cashman, they should have won it the uh, the Astros year uh, if they hadn't cheated allegedly. But that's a whole other subject for another day. Uh, last thing I will say, this list hey, is very – Hey, very don't say that too loud. Don't say that too loud. You know Amanda's going to be listening. Listen, I, we got plenty of Astros fans that listen to the show. And, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, easily there may be another team that cracks the top five, but we'll just have to wait and see. It's honestly could be a trade deadline move that separates one of these guys as the lead dog, but Yankees are up top right now. Okay, moving on to the next topic. Anthony, you're gonna be really happy with this one. And I was upset that you weren't there on last show because this is a topic I feel like you would be really enjoyful for. Kevin, I know I had a good time for it. It's called hypothetically. Now you know me, 
I'm very, uh, I like to, you know, play the facts over feelings. I don't like to play what ifs and all this hoopla on everything. I'm open for change. I'm open for, you know, hey, just trying something new. So for this topic, I hypothetically give a scenario. We play the what if game and we talk it out and we just discuss the what ifs of the world of sports. Now I am picking the topic, so I am a little selfish in that end. But, you know, hey, listen, I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try. So I'm just in shock that you guys convinced Cullen to play the what if game. (laughs) This man, if if any of y'all know Cullen Brown, this man hates what ifs. I mean, he says we can play the what if game till the cows come home, until the sheep jump over the fence, until the fat lady sang. Cullen, I know you. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no, I just listen. You got to try something new. Um, And Kevin really liked the last one. So hopefully he'll like this one as well. So I'm going to give you all a scenario and we're just going to talk it out. We're just going to have an open discussion. It's very easy. It's not very serious. I think what ifs, those are fine. If it's not a serious topic, what ifs are cool. I'm willing to work it. So I'm going to give you all a hypothetical scenario. We all have our favorite teams, some more than others. Uh, Anthony's got them all over the country, but it don't matter. I'm going to let you select one of your favorite teams. And this goes for everybody, including myself. You're allowed to pick one of your favorite teams. doesn't matter who. Um, you can pick whomever. You become, in this hypothetical scenario, the owner of that team. There's a catch. If you were to own that team, you would have to up and move this franchise from its current location. And not only that, you cannot allow them to move in their own state or to the state that you currently reside in. So if you're the owner, you cannot have, let's just say, for example, I know Tyler's a big Dodgers fan. Dodgers can't be in Los Angeles or anywhere in California. And they also can't be where he resides currently in Texas. He's got to move them somewhere else if he were to pick that team. And he can pick anywhere he wants to. But you have to pick where you're moving that team, hypothetically. But again, you don't have to pick them. It could be any team. And I know it's just a little bit of a curveball. But hypothetically, if you want, you had the option, you're the owner of that team. Which team would you choose? And where would you move? It's got to be your favorite team. It's one of your favorites. So, like, in different sports, obviously, you have, like, different teams. So, like, it could be your favorite basketball team, baseball, football. Doesn't matter. I'm getting a lot of head scratch and a lot of thinking, the eyes up in the air right now. So, I feel like it's a decent question, at least. Can you move them where they already were in the past? As long as they're not in their current state or the state you're living in. I'll allow it. I can move the Dodgers back to Brooklyn. Interesting. Okay. So oh, that's so boring. It is boring. Come on. I'll think of a better one. Okay. Of course, you move back to Brooklyn. <laughs> that's where they should be. Out of it. I was going to allow it, but Anthony said not having any of it. So keep thinking. It's a, it's a, listen, it's an interesting conversation. Um, all right. I'll, I'll give you all mine maybe to start off, maybe get your heads thinking a little bit. So I wouldn't want to move the Seahawks and I wouldn't want to move the Mariners or any Seattle team. I want them up there. Now, technically, with Tyler's question, I could technically say, oh, I'll just move the Thunder back up to Seattle. Ugh, no, I'm not going to do that. That'd be cheating. But I am going to move the Thunder, and I'm going to move them out of Oklahoma City, and I'm going to move them to Las Vegas. 
I think a team deserves to be in Las Vegas. I'm going to have LeBron potentially interested in investing. I think, uh, you know, with the success of the Raiders and uh, how popping the Vegas market could be, it could really flourish. And we are, they already host the Summer League there. Could be a future event for All-Star Games. Could be, you know, maybe future NBA draft destination. I think it would be a really smart move. They have a stadium with the yeah. nice play. I like so, that. I like yeah. that. I like that. I would move I would move my Lakers to Kansas City because Kansas City because I I know I, I know Tyler. I know. I see the face you're making. It's okay. But the reason why I'm moving them to Kansas City is because Kansas City has a very dynamic fan base, especially when it comes to sports. They love their football. And if they love Patrick Mahomes, they're going to love LeBron James. And, and, that, and, and I just know that the population for, for basketball is going to be phenomenal. So I would move the Lakers down to Kansas City. It's very strange, very weird. I don't think that would ever happen. But, and I think LeBron would probably leave because, like, he ain't staying in Kansas City. But <laughs> I think the fan base would love having basketball, a professional team in, in Kansas City. I, I don't know what, if there's basketball gods that exist, but that, if there's any statement that could potentially piss off the basketball gods, it might be moving the Lakers out of Los Angeles. That's a bold take, Andy. That's it is. It's a bold take. Mm. Kevin, Tyler, y'all thought of anything? Yeah, uh, I think I'd do the Mavericks. Um, I'll move them to St. Louis. Uh, nice. That is a big-time market uh, for sports, and they haven't had a team since the Hawks left. Um, and very dedicated fan base for everything. I mean, the Rams just left, but the Cardinals, uh, the Blues, they get a lot of love up there. Um I think the Mavericks would fit in well um, in that culture. I don't know. I just thought of a team that just – or a city that doesn't really have. They could do some kind of, like, intro, like whenever they start NBA games and have Mavericks just run through that little the little arch or whatever, maybe as, like, an intro or something. Yeah. That, could, that could look pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Kevin, what you thinking? So, it might be a little lame, but I'm trying my best. This is real curveball. But – Kind of going off of what Tyler is saying, thinking of a place that needs a, a team. Tennessee. Tennessee does not have basketball. So what if you took a bad franchise like the Kings, put them in Tennessee and see what happens? Are the Kings one of your teams? No, 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 no. I was, see, in my mind, I was like, I'm thinking the whole time I'm thinking, where in the world is Kevin going to move his Cowboys? Where is he going to move his Dallas Cowboys? I've been thinking that the whole time with this what if situation, whether it's going to be in LA, New York. Oh, there's just man. kind of talking, kind of talking like what what Cullen was saying. There's just like like moving the Lakers. Just a, just a few teams in sports you don't move. You just kind of leave alone. Cowboys are one of them. Well, unfortunately, because the Kings are not your team, I'm not going to let you get away with moving the okay, Kings. Fine. So if you want to move the Mavericks there, that's fine. But you can you can choose one of your other teams if you want to. Move the, the Rangers. It's, it's the hypothetical. Cowboys New York. Hmm? That would be incredible. Big team. They move to New York, bro. You know how crazy that would be? 
become the biggest team in America. I mean, if they aren't already. Isn't there already too many basketball teams in New York, though? No, he's talking the Cowboys. Football. More the merrier. I mean, people go to Jets and Giants games. They don't even play in New York. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo's stadium. Tear down whatever building you want. You're building a new Cowboy stadium in New York City. They would sacrifice the New York teams in order to get the Cowboys over there. 200,000 seats, it'd be packed. That is a fact. I completely agree. If you were. All right, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Put the put the Cowboys in New York. Let the fandom grow. We bullied uh, we bullied Kevin into moving the Cowboys. Success, boys. Yes, success. Yeah. So look, it's it's something that again, I'm not. It's not me, as Anthony pointed out. But every once in a while, what if creates good conversation. That's all I'm saying. It makes you think a little bit. So now, if I were to move the Kings, I'm moving them to Hawaii. Get them out of LA. Move them to a more tropical, nice spot. You know, I, mean, I was actually yeah. thinking of moving a team to Black Hawaii, America. but that would just suck for traveling. It would, but it'd be nice, though. <laughs> One thing I will say, I wouldn't necessarily mind a team in Portland either. That was another option I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. But, again, yeah, it's whatever. So, all right, last thing of my corner. Appreciate y'all letting me get on my soapbox as usual. We had a recent announcement by – Speaking of which, a team in Las Vegas, the Raiders announced that they are making the first black woman to be team president, Miss Sandra Douglas Morgan, making her the first black team president in National Football League's history. Dream come true, as she told uh, ABC News of the article I'm reading. Uh, Morgan has previously served as the chairwoman of the Nevada Game and Control, worked as a city attorney, and was a member of the city's COVID-19 task force. Born and raised in Las Vegas and completed her undergraduate degree at the University of Nevada, Reno, and a graduate law degree from University of Nevada, Las Vegas. So just want to give her a shout out. Listen, we're all about the good stories here, and we love promoting uh, minorities and women in sports. It's a perfect blend. So want to give her a shout out here on Colin's Corner. But yeah, so this is the part where normally I'd kick it to an alley. Last show, I kicked it to a kickback. For this episode, I'm kicking it to a Luker's Lock with Tyler Luker. Tyler, my friend, please take it away, my friend. So my Luker's Lock, I think I'm going to – I put down awards, but I think I'm going to do it based on the All-Star game since it's so close. Uh, so I'm going to lock in Pete Alonzo. He's going to three-peat. Talked about this in hour one. I'm going to lock him in. And then for the All-Star game MVP – it's the show of shows. I mean, it's in L.A. this year, and I think Shohei is going to put on a show. I mean, if he if they let him start the game as a pitcher, especially after this hot streak, and he pitches a perfect inning, he hits a home run in the game, I think he comes away with the MVP. So I think I'm going to lock those two into place, Shohei and Pete Alonso winning those awards. Um but I wanted to go over – I made some preseason predictions for baseball uh, right before the year. I mean, and I wanted to just take a look at them and revisit, see what I got wrong, see what I got right. Um, I think the biggest thing I got wrong was the Yankees. I had them finishing in fourth and missing the playoffs. And they're the best <laughs> team in baseball. So that might be my biggest mishap. And then the White Sox mm. struggling. 
but uh, yeah, I guess I missed the Mets too. I had him third, but I had him making the playoffs, but that could always change. Um, but for my award predictions, I had Soto and Vlad Guerrero Jr. as MVP frontrunners. Both of them are struggling. Garrett Cole and Walker Bueller struggling. I mean, Bueller's been out for a month and a half. Julio Rodriguez, I got that one right. I think he's going to finish off his rookie of the year can- campaign. Say Suzuki, not great. Uh, Joe Girardi, he's fired. I mean, what am I thinking? I mean, oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, not, not that great of predictions this year. Or I would never bet if I were you. Yeah, but. So, hey, listen, Tyler, I'm going to give you some, some friendly advice here, okay? So you got a segment called Luker's Lock where you're you're locking in your prediction. It's Luker's Lock, like bet on it, trust me. And then you go over a subject where you're like, well, on actual thought, I've been kind of eh, a little bit. Listen, can, man, you gotta you gotta have a better selling point than well, following up your little your lock there, man. I I could swallow my pride. I mean, this is a it wasn't a Luker's Lock. It was a prediction. I mean, got it. It was months and months in advance. Um, that's why I'm not locking in any second half predictions. I can still make them, but I'm not locking it in. Uh, and I, we've already talked baseball. I mean, I think the NL representative will be the Dodgers. I am a homer, but, uh, them and the Yankees, I mean, they, they lead the NL and run scored and they have the best ERA in baseball as a team. They have the most top hundred prospects, so they're not going away anytime soon. Um, but the Yankees, there's something else. And like Anthony said earlier, they are known as chokers. Um, so I, I still think they're going to blow it late, just like the Mets. I think they're going to blow it late. Um, but you never know. They could be the team of destiny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Tyler. And I'm sorry for making these faces as well, because I make a lot of faces. Um, how do you, as a baseball, you know, fanatic, you know, uh, you know, analyst, you know, the man with the plan, the Dodgers, you know, doer, like, let's go Dodgers away, sunshine. <laughs> One of the greatest cities to ever live in beautiful but how you got the Mets making the playoffs and not the Yankees making playoffs that it and their fourth that I had a hmm. just because uh I thought the Rays uh would be better and who did I have I had the Angels being better. I had the Angels being better than they were because my my seating for the AL was originally Toronto, the White Sox, the Mariners, the Rays, the Astros, Angels. I did not anticipate Aaron Judge to put the team on his back the first month and a half of the year. Uh, I didn't expect them to clean it up defensively in the infield. I really underestimated them. and yeah, they're kind of limping into the all-star break. They've gone five and five in their last 10, but they're still the best team in baseball far and away. Um, they just finally got their act together, I think. 
Yeah, they were like one of the worst defensive teams in the league last year, were they not? You're correct. Hey, listen, it takes a big man to admit his mistakes. We appreciate Tyler, our baseball expert, being like, hey, listen, it's all right. It's okay. Even experts make mistakes. So I appreciate it. I'm not hating. I'm not hating at all. I'm just thinking like the New York Mets or the Yankees. It's just mind-boggling to me. Like, I, I, like, like, I would have thought the Yankees. I would have thought you would have put it at least the Yankees, like, bottom estimate or like estimate, like somewhere. But it's okay. You're a Dodgers fan. You hate the Yankees. Get it? You got to pick one big city. I understand. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I don't like the Yankees, but I, I dislike the Mets even more. To, ah. uh, well, then why'd you put them in the playoffs? Oh man! I mean, they're they a loaded team. Uh, and when uh, Degrom's ninety-five mile an hour slider and hundred and two mile an hour fastball, when they return to the mound at City Field, they will be more of a force to be reckoned with. But they need him to be healthy. If he comes back and then goes off again, they might completely implode. I mean, they really need him badly because. Taiwan Walker is great for the time being, uh, but he can't maintain that production as a top two starter. Because um, Scherzer, when Scherzer's on, he's great, but you got to remember he's like 38 years old uh, and you're sh- shouldering the weight on him. So, Kevin, you want to jump in? Yeah, I know me and Anthony and Tyler have been kind of taking all the airspace a little bit. You want to chime in here? Yeah, I'll jump in here. Um, like you, like you said, it takes a big man to admit his uh, his mistakes and his predictions. Trust me, I know all about admitting mistakes. Um, I just gotta ask, what did you see in the Blue Jays manager that made you think that this was the guy? Well, with Charlie Montoya last year. They just missed the playoffs. I thought they were just a, a new team that was right on the bubble and that this year is going to be their breakout. They signed more people. They got Gosman to replace Robbie Ray, and he's been better than Ray this thus far. I thought they were going to really break out uh, and be even better because um, they won 90-plus games last year, and people said that Montoya was holding them back. Uh, but I thought they could push through with him. And he really is – he really was holding the team back, and it's kind of come out that way. Um, I just didn't expect them to struggle as hard as they do. I mean, I picked Vlad to win the MVP. I mean, after last year, I mean, because he had a real argument to win it last year. It's just Shohei – it's Shohei. I mean, he's going to win it. Um, and he could win it again this year. But I don't know. They, they really underperformed uh, – and I think a lot of people picked them to win the World Series. I mean, they were a top five betting odd, I believe, at the beginning of the season because they signed all these people. They have great development. Um, it just hasn't paid off for them. But I think they're going to improve, and I think they're going to make the, make the playoffs. Um, it's just division-wise, no. They're, they're not talented enough. So you mentioned Shohei uh, a little bit there, and I know Kevin's going to be talking about him later, so I don't want to dive into him too much. 
you have Shohei, you have Mike Trout, two of the games, I'd say easily top five stars. What do the Angels need to do in order to build a contending team to really launch themselves in? Because, I mean, hypothetically, you got stars like that. I mean, you should be you should be on the cusp of not only winning your division, but, you know, advancing into the playoffs. And it just seems like they're not even close to competing. I think they're still below the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, AL West. What do the Angels need to do in order to increase their chances of potentially competing in the future years with Shohei and Trout? They need to stop spending their money like idiots. I mean, you can only have so many hitters on your team when you need pitching. They, I mean, last year in the draft, they only drafted pitchers, which also isn't a good strategy, but they desperately need some starting pitching. They desperately need a bullpen. I mean, because, yeah, you can have Shohei start one out, one out of every five or six games, but at the end of the day, he's only a man. He's not going to be able to carry the freight your whole season um because during their skid he's been winning games but when he's not pitching they've been horrible um and i think firing madden in the end was the right move i I don't like joe madden as a manager i think he's pretty overrated um but they need to get a forward-thinking guy whose focus is on pitching um because that's been their biggest lack for 10 years almost 10 years that they've had trout too i mean when you have two definite top five players in baseball, Trout being a guy who, when his career, when he hangs up the jersey, he could be a top three player ever. I mean, and to waste his career, he's had three playoff games. Uh, to waste his career like that, it's, it's heartbreaking. I mean, at the end of the day, he did sign back with them, but he signed back with them thinking that they're going to build around him, and they really haven't. I think the Rendon contract is going to come back to bite him. Um, and Syndergaard's been okay, but they need pitching badly uh, because even though they do play in Anaheim, they wear that L.A. symbol. If you're playing in L.A. or New York, you cannot be underperforming like that because uh, right now they're like the Clippers before Lob City, before anything. They are horrible. Yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, if you think of all the LA teams in town, you got the Lakers, you got the Rams, the Chargers, the the Clippers. I mean, heck, even the Kings are you know respectable in their own right. So I I completely agree. It's, Angels are just. I mean, come on, you have you have two two great stars, and you're wasting their careers. I mean, Shohei at this point, um, I don't even know if they re-sign him. I mean, they have to, right? But then, where's the money coming from? Because now they want they want a new stadium. They want to move to Long Beach. They got to pay Trout. They need to build more. Uh, they got other guys coming up that they're going to have to pay. Is there any chance they can move the Renown contract? No. Because he is injury prone. He's older. He's signed to a huge deal. They can't move that contract. I'd, I'd be very surprised just because nobody wants to take that. It would take Rendon to be returning to his MVP form when he was like MVP runner up. Uh, he would have to return to that form for the contract to be worth it to trade. Fair enough. Anybody else want to chime in here before we uh, kick it back? I think we're all good. All right. Thank you, Tyler, as always, providing the wonderful insight of baseball. Kevin, take us out, man. <laughs> 
close us out for hour number two. So, um, the last episode, um, we all, you know, me, me and Colin, we had a funny little segment talking about uh, Zach Wilson. And so, for part two, Zach Wilson has showed up once again, um, simply putting out an Instagram uh, an Instagram post saying, uh, took the boys to Gazara Ranch in Idaho before camp. Poor cell service. What did I miss? Um, first off, me and Colin made this very clear. Zach Wilson did not have to say anything. He was instantly one of, if not the most popular person in, in, in the NFL game for a good two to three day stretch. And he jumps on, on on Instagram and says this genius caption. We got he's got he's got Jets like wide receivers and Jets players on his captions, just absolutely goat, you know, laughing emojis. The New York Jets social media themselves put a saluting emoji on this post. So you know, just to close out this whole Zach Wilson thing, it's hilarious. It was a good time, but uh, hopefully the Jets can do something with it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I did kind of want to get Tyler and Anthony's comment if y'all if y'all did have any at all on the Zach Wilson thing. It's changing the culture of what it means to be a New York Jet. It's about having fun, What is good. Like yeah. the Jets have been a not show. having fun. They've been a what Cullen likes to say, um, filler word show. Um, they've been, it's been a, a crap show. show. It's been a crap show. <laughs> yeah, they, it's been a comedy. It's been a comedy for years. Um, but he's changing the culture of what it means to be a Jet. And I mean, I think the more he shows those pearly whites and that hair and makes him look like Marty McFly a little bit, you know, that I think the better it'll be. Now, the only thing is, will it show on the field? I think it might. I mean, you know, he's gotten a little buffer. He's got a little stronger, you know, maybe a little more accurate, you know, um, but we'll just have to see if it, if it displays on the field. I think it's good for him. I think it's good for the jets. I think it's good for the organization, um, you know, and, Gotta see if it displays on the field. Yeah. Uh, to piggyback off of that, uh, they might start calling him Broadway. Uh, bringing back the Joe Namath days because yeah. he was being like a playboy, and he led to the led the Jets to their only ever Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I think shifting the culture on the Jets. I mean, they were a boring team for a very long time. Uh, making him youthful, making him loved by the public really um, not just their cult fan base in New York. Uh, Cause now the jets aren't really going to be an afterthought because people like Zach Wilson. Um, he's kind of a character that can make people fall in love with that team. Um, so I think his brand, it, it, it just skyrocketed. I mean, cause people are going to be wearing Zach Wilson jerseys. People are going to love him now. Uh, and maybe it's not what was expected whenever the news first broke, but it went that way. And I think who can predict social media anyway, really? Like, who can predict social media? Exactly. Last, last thing I'll say about it new motto 
chuck bombs, sing song or sing psalms, date moms. PG version, obviously. Yeah, PG version, obviously. And uh, my the last thing I have to say on it is going to be, yes, he put a new definition on what it is to be New York Jack, but even more, he put a new definition on what it means to be a BYU Cougar. And with that, that ends the Zach Wilson debate on everything that had to be. But, boys, I, I'm going to bring it back into sports, back into sports, take y'all, bring y'all back into sports. So, obviously, we just talked about Shohei Otani and the Angels a little bit, but just Shohei Otani himself put himself in some elite company, I guess not if you ask Tyler, but some elite company with, um, with Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan. He the uh, he joins Nolan Ryan as the only Angels pitcher to ever um, to ever have ten strikeouts in four consecutive games. Um, first time that that's been done, and you know, like I said, since Nolan Ryan, so you know it's been a while. And he also joined him as the um, the first Angels star starter to hit a triple since Nolan Ryan. So, and keep in mind, obviously, Shohei Otani is a, is a pitcher and hitter. So, it just goes to show, literally, how amazing this guy is at literally everything. He's already putting him himself in some elite company. There's no telling what this guy will do by the time it's all said and done in his career. It's just, it's just going to be a great thing to watch over this time, this time span. And I'm just glad that we're all around here to talk about it. But, um but yeah, I just wanted to bring that to light. And another thing is, and I don't know if y'all saw this and if y'all have any more information on it than I do, uh, please do comment. But I also saw that there was going to be another college basketball game being played on a carrier ship. Um, I believe it's going to be this next year. Um, so did, did y'all see anything on that at all or no? You said another college basketball game playing on a character ship, right? Yeah, the, the San Diego, um, San Diego based aircraft carrier Gonzaga, Michigan State. Oh, that's gonna be nice. I think the, I did hear about that actually. They're, they're playing on the U.S. At, or USS Abraham Lincoln. That's gonna be a nice game. Yeah, I'm pulling for, I'm pulling for Gonzaga. Gonzaga's elite. Um, I like Tom Izzo though. I, I'm, I'm, I do too. It's been yeah. about it's been about ten years since they debuted the the concept of an outdoor basketball game on the carrier. You so, know, that actually kind of brings me to an, another topic. I know this is your kickback, Kevin, but I just want to ask if you could play right, like any sport, right. And, okay, if you could watch a game, right, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, right, anywhere, like any environment, where would you want to watch it? For me personally, I would love to see an NBA game be played at Rucker Park. That would be amazing. That would be phenomenal. I, would I mean, it, it kind of already happened, but having a baseball game at the Field of Dreams was pretty freaking sick. That so, was pretty I mean, that would probably be mine, but it, it I mean it, it already happened. Um I don't know. That I mean that's that's 
pretty much it. I mean, once that happened, I was like, yeah, this is this is sick. So I, happen, I mean, yeah. it already happened, but that that's what I would have picked. It's happening every year. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like the Rucker Park idea. I think that is a good one. Or should adopt like a classic sort of thing, uh, like Field of Dreams, like a Rucker Park thing. I mean, the NHL already kind of does it, but they move around. So maybe like playing on the like the lake in Banff. I don't know how you pronounce it, B-A-N-F-F, the outdoor rink uh, in those mountains up in northern Canada. That'd be cool. Um, the I think Winter Rucker Classic Park, is cool. The Winter Classic is cool. But I think Rucker Park would be the coolest because it's such a small area and you have fans all around uh, being played at basketball's Mecca. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. That was a really good idea. Colin, what about you? Do you have any? No, I mean, well, to get to the Rucker thing, I mean, that I don't know if – can you imagine just like an NBA Finals game with like Rucker the Park. atmosphere of Rucker Park? Wow. Oh, dear Lord. I don't think that that environment could be contained. I it wouldn't. That would be insane. No. Um, especially if Golden State's playing. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I mean – so I was thinking football, but I mean, essentially all the like iconic football fields are already used. Essentially, like there's not there's not one really where I'm like that'd be really cool if they played there. So I'm gonna say football, but maybe consistently in like a country we haven't seen yet because I know they've they've they visited London, they visited uh, Mexico, Mexico City, and I don't know if they've played in Canada, but they obviously have the Canadian Football League up there, so it wouldn't really be like that big of a transitional thing so i'm gonna say the super bowl in hawaii that would be, like cool. be, really cool. be cool i like that yeah so that's a lot of tickets so i mean a listen, lot of revenue for hawaii it would, it would be and i think you know they took away the pro bowl it's no longer there it's in florida now um if they ever return to hawaii for super bowl i think that'd be a really cool event that's a good question anthony i really like that Nice. The Super Bowl in Hawaii. Mm. Yep. I like that. Now, to end off my Kevin's kickback, it's been a pretty quick one, but um, just a little sneak peek into my personal life. I'm getting uh, a few more tattoos pretty soon, but I wanted to bring this into the show and ask the guys, if you did get a tattoo, I don't know what y'all stances are on tattoos, but if you had to, you absolutely had to get a tattoo, what would it be? and provide context or whatever i know cullen already has some but if y'all if if you had to get a tattoo what would it be just putting my business out there my private business man maybe you don't maybe you don't i don't know um okay let me ask you this before before i answer your question is there a number that the fools on stools can get to where if we hit that number we get to pick your tattoo dude that's a, that would be a, it would be a ridiculous number. Hypothetically, though, just throw it out. Hypothetically. As you know, the saying goes, there's always a price. Every man's got a price. A thousand listens. And a week. Total or on just one episode? On, on one episode. You want to do this just this hour? Hour two? <laughs> yeah, sure. This hour. Okay, so if we hypothetically, yeah. 
He didn't put a time limit on it. If at any point we get, I a, said a week. Okay, a week. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be generous. I'll, I'll make it a month. A month. Okay. So if any time within the month, this is, well, it's now July 15th because we are recording in the morning. So if by August 15th, we get a thousand views on this hour of the Fools on Stools podcast, the Fools on Stools cast and Tyler gets to pick a tattoo that goes permanently on your body. That is what I'm hearing. If y'all can get a thousand views, then yeah, go ahead. We'll be streaming it every day. As long as it's not, as long as it's obviously PG and not like ridiculous, but yes, I don't have a super duper high pay tolerance. We might need to ask like your girlfriend some tattoo ideas or your family or something. She won't give you any. You get this logo on your back, covering it entirely. Full <laughs> <laughs> back. Oh wow! Yeah, no backside. No, there we go. really be a fool on a stool. Fool on a stool. Be a stool on a fool. With a mic on it. But y'all answer my question. Okay, don't flip this around on me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go, I guess, since you kind of exposed me there a little bit. Just yeah, I outed, I outed you a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, listen, I mean... I, since I've since I've had tat or I I have tattoos I would I wouldn't be opposed to getting new ones. Um, I may or may not be saving for a self uh, graduation gift tattoo. May or uh-huh. not, but I don't want to spoil it too much yet because I'm again it's not for sure thing. But I got I got an idea of what I okay. wanted to. But yeah, I wouldn't be opposed. Tyler. Uh, see, I've thought about getting tattoos from time to time, but um, if I had to get one, like, uh, Clayton Kershaw's face just right, right, no, 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 no. <laughs> right over his heart. Yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, like a matching one with my sister, um, because. Because she talked about it sometimes. She's got tattoos. Um, but we're twins, but we're test tube babies. So to get like a test tube somewhere. Um, either that or something to do with Kanye, Kid Cudi, whatever. Okay. Not like a face or anything, but like a song, like a song lyric or the or the name of y'all's favorite song or something like that. No, nah, not not a lyric or anything. Maybe like you get an like, album cover. Yeah, or like a, an album a ballerina from Runaway. Just get that bear from Homecoming. <laughs> yeah, that bear's been yeah. a lot. Anthony, that what bear. about you? Uh, mine's pretty easy. Um, I've thought about this a lot. I would just get the Olympic rings on my arm and call it a day. Or uh, something my mom would always say. Uh, just like on my chest or something like that. Nothing too crazy. Something real simple. All right. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or a panda bear on my back. That's always an idea. That's always an idea. The giant little pandas. Or or I'll get like all three y'all's faces like on my arm. Like just a Mount Rushmore, like, but just three. Yeah. People. Yeah, so it's like Kevin, Cullen, Tyler, and Fools on 
Cubs. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a late night, um, and Anthony should not be going to a tattoo parlor right now because of how sleep-deprived he may or may not be right now, thinking yeah. about Mount Rushmore tattoos. <laughs> right. I just have one more thing to say before we go right. out. Um, it may be late, but, you know, I'm just going to say it. it is Anthony's alley. Just a little bit, and I got an A-lister. So – I know football season is is uh is out right now, and um, you know some teams are getting ready for training camp and all this other stuff. Uh, but I'm gonna switch from professional to college football, um, specifically HBCU football. The HBCU New York Football Classic is something new that is coming to hopefully your home. Uh, they will be playing. It will be played at MetLife Stadium. Um, the reason why I bring up MetLife is because we were talking about the Jets as well, even though the Jets don't play at MetLife Stadium. The Giants do. Uh, they'll be playing at MetLife Stadium. It'll be Morehouse, my alma mater, versus the real HU of Howard. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be September 17th, 2022, Saturday, 3 p.m. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Why are you bringing in college football? It is the summer. Well, football is coming, and it's Cullen's. Like, favorite time of the year, football season, because he is one of the football junkies who loves football. So, just get ready. If you want to buy your tickets, you can buy them. They're not that expensive right now, but they will go on the up. This is really big for HBCUs and for HBCU sports as well. Morehouse, Howard, the house, the Mecca, going at it. September 17th, 2022, 3 p.m. Tune in. I know I'll be there. And I don't know a whole bunch of other um, a lot of people will be there. Who knows? Maybe VP Harris may be there. Who knows? Because she went there. But that's Anthony's Alley. A little bit of snippet with a little bit of HBCU college football. And uh, Kevin, you can kick it back and take us out. So, yeah. All right, boys. It's been real nice. It's been a good time hanging out with y'all, talking about everything sports-related and some stuff not sports-related. But it is late, and it is the end of hour two. So to all the listeners and all of the viewers, uh, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on our Spotify, our Apple podcast. Um, also, give us a follow at Fools on Stools on Twitter, Instagram, um, and Twitch. You know, we're on Twitch. We're doing this video thing right now. We're wearing funky stuff, doing different things like harmonicas to start off videos. So it's going to be a show. It's going to be a good time. Um, don't be afraid to jump in our chat. And as Colin likes to always say, don't be afraid to get involved and say something. But uh, without any further ado, it is time to grab a stool and be a fool. Peace.